I think we rock and roll. Let's go. We can rock and roll. So everybody, we love to start. If you are, this is your first time tuning in, new year, new name, new logo. We'll talk a little bit about that in a second, but... We always love to start with a brain teaser. Yes, we do. And Brad, it is your is it my first turn? week. No, I have the question. Oh. You knew that. Yeah, because I didn't prepare one for you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But it is your first week here officially at Crossbridge Community Church yes. as the lead pastor. That is correct. That's terrifying. Yeah, it is terrifying. And so. <laughs> and you're not the only one that's terrified. No, 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 no. Bruce, who was the lead pastor, yes. went 0 for 3 on his questions when he was on the show. I've gotten one right. You have gotten one right, but that was when you were the outreach pastor. That's correct. Now you are, the torch has been passed. That's correct. And so you have to inherit whatever Bruce gave you so, knowledge-wise. So, okay. So here's your question. All you right. see, we have a new name, okay? Our new name, yes. that we'll talk a little bit about in a second, has to deal with generations. That's okay? correct. So I figured I'd give you a generation question. <laughs> this is going right? to be go- awesome. Brad, how many living tran- translations, how many gener- living generations are there right now? You might, you might actually have a chance at this because you just read a book about generations. Living How generations. many generations are living right now? He's counting. He just said Gen Y, Gen Z, now hold on. Millennial. Would you, would you mind being quiet boomer? for just a moment? Hmm. What are you up to? Are you up to four now? Hmm. One, two, three. Oh, you can count to three, everybody. Four, Post in the chat. Five. Send us a private message. What do you think? How many living generations are there? Now right you're talking about generations now. as generations that are, are actually, living right that are now. still living. Yes. I'm going to say 5. Mm, you are one off. Is it 6? It is 6. Ah. There are 6. There's more than silent generation? According to the four websites I looked at. Really? Yeah. Is that crazy? I thought the silent generation was almost gone. Well, apparently they had a mother. Wow. So hey, there are 6 generations. Oh, I was so close. If you're one of them, how about you put in the chat, are you a millennial? They would be 100 Gen Z. They might be. Man, you're not that far off. <laughs> what generation are you from? Hey, welcome, everybody. <laughs> oh, are boy. You, are you supposed to be welcoming my? I mean, it says, Brad it says introduces, introduces the host. wonderful host for the evening. Hi, my name is Brad Maddox, and I have a hard time saying lead pastor. you got to say it. You've okay. got to. You've got to break the ice. Hi, everyone. My name is Brad Maddox. I'm the new lead pastor here at, at Crossbridge. This, my is my, this is my sidekick. Mr. Jordan Chitwood, the young adults pastor, also here at Crossbridge Community Church. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. I'm young and I'm adult. Welcome to the new and improved. We are so excited about this. This is a new year, and so we figured we would do a different brand. We would rebrand this a little bit differently. So we are excited to announce our new name is now Generationally Speaking. Yep. We'll talk about what that means tonight. And we have a new logo that our wonderful producer, Trevor Grimaud, is going to put on there. I'm just kidding. Bruce Colbert's there. (laughs) (laughs) Generationally speaking, Megan Urian, one of our uh, volunteers, she does worship with us. She put this together for us. So excited about it. But we have a new name, new logo, same weirdos. Exactly. Basically, what we're doing is we're going to focus our attention um, a little bit throughout this uh, kind of first season of generationally speaking, but it's not going to change too much of the content. No, it's going to be basically the same, but here's what we actually realized when we were talking about this, is that one of the things that we find strange is is that, you know, Jordan being a millennial, me being a boomer, and here we are with these separate generations talking about um, scripture, talking about Bible stories, you name it, and and we come from two different kind of perspectives, two different, absolutely, I won't say worldviews, yeah. Same worldview, basically, but just a different way that we process things. And and over the course of the years, 
um, we've had some great conversations. Yeah, where we've disagreed and, and understood and agreed. Know, and said just from where we're coming from, and, yeah. and understood that that's kind of as we talk. That's exactly that's part of the thing that is is enduring to some people that we've heard. Yeah, exactly. How we approach different things, even even faith, things going on in the world, social issues, stuff like that, context. Part of how we were brought up, but then also even there's just some concepts that our generations cling on to yeah. or are part of beliefs. And that's what's been so cool about this show, that it was unintentionally designed like that. Right. And it just was it, natural it just kind of It just kind of came natural. Yeah. And, and we were talking even earlier today is that when you think about it, you know, you think of the stereotypical either boomer or millennial or Gen Z or, or whoever. But, you know, you think about the, the typical millennial as, as a boomer would think of them is, yeah. you know, you're... You know they're lazy. They're yeah. they're um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Entitled. Entitled is exactly yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yeah, and things like that. And 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 you, you can see some of that. I mm-hmm. mean, you you would probably say there's some truth to that. Yeah, absolutely. But but when we paint with such a broad brush, yeah, they may there there may be some of that truth, but they see the world in a different way than what what I see. And yeah, as a millennial, you would say that some of us boomers. Most of us boomers, all of us boomers are stuck in our ways. Yeah. We want it this way. Our way is right. Your way is wrong. Yeah. And that is, there's no question that is how and we there's feel some truth a lot to of times. There's yeah. absolute truth to that. Yeah. And but there's so, this meeting yeah. in the middle. Exactly. And I think that's the sweet spot. Yes. With every generation. And, uh, you know, we've got the, the Gen X in the middle of us, too. Right. And then you've got Gen Y, Gen Z's coming up. I think that what's so important when we are talking, generally speaking, generationally speaking, when we're talking about different concepts, Often the sweet spot is somewhere in the middle. Even when you're dealing with different political parties, absolutely, the conversations, the healthy conversations, are somewhere in the middle. And, and because there's there's this this far edge edges of, exactly. of any conversation, of faith, of politics, of society, uh, of, every, of, of life. Everywhere. And so that's what we want to do is we want to have just the natural conversations that we already do, but then also bring in a tie. Hey, this is sometimes how my generation thinks about this. Because yeah, because there's going to be some times that that people watching or listening is are going to hear this from a different kind of their own perspective exactly and we all have our own filters exactly and we have to be there's there's not necessarily anything wrong with that but we have to be aware that we are looking at this through a a filter of our own yeah exactly recognizing your filter is so important and i tell you it's been so cool um with like you and trevor in the office and things like that uh of trying to when we run into an issue, when we run into to something that we're discussing, mm-hmm. is trying to see it from your perspective. Absolutely, same. and you guys do yeah. the same thing when Absolutely. when you're talking, like with Bruce and, and, and myself. Yeah, and and it gets us into healthy conversation and different places, and it helps me understand this younger generation that we're trying to, to reach. Yeah, and that's what's been so cool, Brad and I. It, like I said, like we said, it's been so natural already, and so we figured. Let's make it intentional. Let's talk about different things that our generations view the world as while still wrestling with things about faith, the Bible, God, society, the world, mental illness, suffering, and then just generationally speaking, bring in how do we view the world. Exactly. And so it's going to be cool tonight. We are looking forward to this. Brad, how about you read where this name comes from? What verse is going to be our theme verse? Uh, Yeah, our theme verse is going to be from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Here's what it says. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Yeah, isn't that cool? It is awesome. And, and the thing about this is so often, 
you know, when it, when you start talking about generations, is there's this there's this headbutting, there's this Absolutely. competition, if yeah. you will, and and this is what it says this is throughout all generations. Yeah. So. And what's cool about that too is what you got to understand is Paul's writing this letter to the church in Ephesus, um, kind of encouraging them. Is it the Gospel of Luke that was written to the Ephesian church? I believe it was the Gospel of Luke where Luke is writing. Um, it, don't quote me on that. One of the Gospels was written to the church in Ephesus, specifically with them in mind. And what you have to understand is this is one of the first established Christian churches after Jesus, mm-hmm. and they're trying to survive the night. There has been persecution from Rome, murdering. They've seen their brothers and sisters, probably you know, relatives and other neighboring areas be killed. So the thought of this church surviving other generations is just foreign to them. Right. And so Paul is saying, hey, this is going to last beyond us. So you have to figure out ways so that you bring the message of Jesus, which is always the same. Mm -hmm. You have to figure out how to provide a different method for the next generation to understand. And and that is so crucial. And and even more crucial today because generations are... Knowledge is, is, is transforming so oh, quickly. Absolutely. And, and knowledge is, is just turning over time and time again. And yes. it's happening so fast. And the church itself, the big C church, yeah. is not keeping up. Yes. You know, we're decades behind, and that's one of the reasons why we do doing what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually something that we had talked about is how do we reach your generation, Bruce's generation, and my generation, and then the next generation? How do you reach four generations right. with media, digital stuff, yeah. make it? Good content, but also easy to follow. Right. It's some of the questions we've been wrestling right, with. Exactly. And so we are so excited about this, generationally speaking. Um, that was kind of just the introduction to why we're doing this. Another exciting announcement is all of our videos are going to be in podcast form. Yeah, exactly. And so I actually set this all up today. You'll be able to find all of our generationally speaking on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Anywhere that you find your podcast. I lost you a long time ago It's there. okay. <laughs> but you are going to be able to find us and listen along the way, and it's going to be so cool, and we're excited about that. And it's amazing, the, the podcast culture that is out there. Oh, it's growing so much. Oh, it's, it's, it's crazy. And the, and, yeah. and the percentages of people listening to podcasts and things. And yeah. So it's, it's, it, we're it's excited really cool. about that. So, well, hey, that's kind of the introduction part. Now let's dive into what we want to talk about Absolutely. for the remaining 18 minutes of tonight. <laughs> we already spent we that. We spent 12 minutes <laughs> on that. We, I told you we'd have a lot of content. Yeah, and so what we're going to be doing is since we all view the world differently, the Bible differently, and it's a new year, we figured to kick off, generationally speaking, would be a great time to kick off how to study the Bible. Right. Because especially what we're finding is fewer and fewer people feel confident in how to study right. the Word of God. Right. Yeah. And and the thing thing about it is this time of the year, um, I'm actually going to talk about that this Sunday, is that... Yeah. A lot of people make these resolutions, and that's one of the things they're going to do, yeah. especially if you've been nominally following Jesus or, or just saying, hey, does this God thing exist? Let's, let's go to the Bible and let's find out. Yeah. And so a lot of people are saying, hey, let's get started. Yeah. Or they're, 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 they're getting really ambitious saying, let's, let's do a, a read the Bible in one, one year, year plan. plan. Yeah, and I can't tell you how many times I have started one of those yep. and failed. Yeah. This is the first year I've succeeded. Really? Yeah. Good. I started one this year. Yeah. I quit. Yeah, exactly. They're so <laughs> difficult. And you probably, you might even be in the same way where even if you are staying with it, right. you're like, I don't understand any of this. What's going on? Right. Because especially most of the plans that are set up, they're 
they take you through all of Genesis and then all of Exodus and then yeah. all of Leviticus. The one that I was in, it was a great plan. It was jumping from place to place, New Testament, Old Testament, things like that. But yeah. what I found is I got to a point, I, may, I don't know if I should be talking about this now, but, <laughs> but I got to a point that it, it became in the in the four or five days that I was doing it is just a checkoff list. Yeah. I'm doing this just, yeah. just to be reading. Absolutely. I was not getting anything out of it, and I really felt God was telling me, you need to be studying. I, he he wanted me studying something else. Yeah, and and so I f- said, okay, I'm going to put this down, and I'm going to go a different direction. Yeah, exactly. But so many of us, whether we're new to faith, whether we're a mature Christian, or whether we've been a follower for decades, it is so important that we always need to continue to process the question: How should I study the Bible? Right. And especially for new Christ followers, and with it being a new year. Um, this might be something that you've wrestled with. I don't even know where to begin. Right. And so let's talk about some of the key questions yeah. and key ways to study the Bible. The first question I want to ask you, Brad, is the Bible is huge. Yeah. Okay? It really is when you boil it down with yep. how small they make the words. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Bible is huge. Where do I even begin, and what are all these books and numbers? What do they mean? Yeah, I, I would start with Leviticus if I were you. Really? <laughs> I'd start <laughs> no, with no, Lamentations. No, no. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, it's, it is huge. It's 66 yeah. books. And here's what happens a lot of times is that when maybe when you were young, when I was young, and I've heard another pastor say this very same thing, and it's so true to me, um, is that I was handed a Bible yeah. and said, here's a Bible. It's all true. Read it. Same thing with me. And, and, yeah. And... And all that is true, but there's no guidance. Yeah. And so it can be really, really confusing. So if you happen to be out there just starting the Bible for the first time or just kind of new to it, or maybe you've been reading for a long time and you're confused, join the crowd. You are not alone. Don't feel ashamed or bad about that because it is. You know, um, so I would say I would start in one of the Gospels. Most people say that you should start in in the Gospel Gospel of John. John, And then if you're very new, basically how the Bible is, is is broken up is there are 66 books um there's an old testament the old covenant mm-hmm. if you will and the new covenant um if you're brand new i would lean more towards staying in the, in the new covenant at this point the new testament figuring out who jesus who, is figuring, figuring out who jesus is that's the most important thing that there is how yes. what's it really mean to follow jesus yes um and then the you go from here yeah and so what you've got <laughs> often is the question i've got actually a lot of these questions with young adults is okay jordan so I start in the Gospel of John, okay? I can find that in the table of contents, but why are there all these random numbers, numbers. everywhere? Yeah. What do you mean when you say turn to John chapter 4, John chapter 3, verse 16? What does that even or mean? we don't even say chapter. Sometimes yeah. we just say turn John to John 3, 4, 16. 4, 6. Yeah, what does that mean on Sunday morning? Well, okay. here's what that means. Whenever a pastor or a teacher or a friend says, hey, pull out your Bible and go to John three sixteen, John, the first word is the name of the book. Yep. The first number is the chapter, and the, f- the second number is the verse. Right. And so what you'll look at is if you open up your Bible, okay, you'll see big numbers in bold, and those are the chapter numbers. So you'll have a chapter 4, chapter 5. And then within the chapters, you'll see smaller numbers next to the start of a sentence usually. Right. And those are the verses. Right. And so often what be- can become so overwhelming is you're like, okay, well, do I just pull out the Bible and start reading? That's so much content. It can be so boring sometimes. Why am I not getting anything out of it? Right. And so usually what we suggest if you are new to the faith is pick one verse that stands out to you, like John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, okay, that he gave his one and only son. A very popular verse in the New Testament. Right. Second half of the Bible. Start with that and then move on to step number two that we're going to talk about. Yeah. And, and 
using those kind of verses, and you got to find a way that, that you can connect with Scripture. Exactly. And there's all kinds of ways that people, you know, everybody's wired differently. Yeah. Um, I love people who draw. Yeah. You know, ar- the artist and The creative people. side. I, I, I know some people in our church that yeah. will read something, and they'll, they'll actually draw on the pages and things. There's actually yeah. some Bibles that you can buy that you can do that Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Yeah. I am not one of those people. Yeah, where they take a verse, and then they'll create something. I actually right. got Marissa for uh, one of her birthdays. I got her one of those art Bibles. Yeah. Where it's on the side. They have pictures describing some of the verses. Right. And so you'll take a Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, You'll take that verse, and then you'll be coloring in birds and trees and water, yeah. and it just brings to life what you're reading. And another one is journaling, and you journaling. like to do a lot of I journaling. I love journaling. Yeah. I love writing, blogging, yeah. right. where what I will do is I'll take some of my time alone with God when I'm studying the Bible, um, because again, what I want to reiterate is I think it's so important that we create something with this, whether it's a relationship, a connection to God. You want to connect with the passage. Right. You don't want to just read it for what it is. You want to connect with it. Right. And so what I like to do is I'll take something I've read, a verse, and sometimes I'll just write a blog about it. Sure. I'll process it. I'll journal my thoughts down. I'll write and think, okay, God, what are you saying to me? Yeah. And, and it's so important to, to take a verse, take a, a piece of scripture, and, and apply it to yourselves and figure out what is God saying to me yeah. in this? Because it can speak in different ways to different people. Absolutely. You know? And and here's, a, here's, I think, one of the common things when people start reading the Bible is that they think quantity is, is better. You know, Absolutely. If, if, I can yeah, read, if I can read five so chapters common. a day, ten chapters a day, there's days that maybe it's only a few verses. Yeah. And you actually preached about this not too long I ago. Did, and yeah. honestly, it changed even me because... I always felt bad about, you hear these people that get up in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, and they spend an hour, two hours of, of reading Scripture, journaling yeah. and praying and, and things like that, and that's just, I just, not me. That's not and me And you either. challenged yeah. everybody to take an hour out of their day and, and just spend time alone with God, yeah. as you called it. S- praying, Scripture reading, whatever it is. But the thing that you said is, you don't have to do it all in one setting. Exactly. And that's a huge misconception. It, it is. And I tell you what, honestly, and... and I've been a Christian for a long time. It it freed me up hmm. to be able to do. So cool. thank you for that. You're welcome. You know? <laughs> and, You're and, welcome. And it was. It's. it's, it's yeah. it, it took the pressure almost off of me and me feeling. Well, I didn't spend an hour this morning alone with God. Yeah, exactly. And but I through think the day, that's a common it was even more than that. Yeah, and that's what's so cool. And that's. And I think then you're able to be more genuine in the hour. Right. Because often when I would try to spend you know one or two hours with God all at once. By the last half hour, I was just kind of going through the motions, yeah, almost. exactly. But what I think is so important, if you're trying to study the Bible, again, we want you to start small. Okay? Right. So Little bites. Take a verse and then create something with it. If you love music, put on some worship music and then just think, process, meditate. If you love blogging, coloring, whatever it might be, take something small and create. Connect with it. Yeah. For 10 minutes, 5 minutes even, on your way to work. Then, at lunch... When you have a 30-minute break, take 10 minutes, pull out your phone, maybe do some research, maybe write out a prayer. Maybe just spend time thinking and praying. I love the write out a prayer idea. Yeah, I love it too. I think it can be so powerful for us to do that. Then you're already 15, 20 minutes in. You get home, you spend 15 minutes when you get home, and then 15 minutes before bed and you're at your hour. Right. And then you're with God at intervals throughout the day. And it gets you to the point that you you hear you know, pray without ceasing. That's yeah. almost what you're starting to do. Is, Absolutely. Is, is you're just getting your life in a, in a rhythm of 
constantly. I think the other thing that happens with, with uh, new believers or people who are just starting out reading the Bible or, you know, they know they should and they just haven't done it for a long time is they know other people who know the Bible very well. Yeah. They can quote scriptures and things, and they think, well, I'm never going to be like that. Yeah. And here's the one thing that we always say, and I think it is absolutely crucial, is that Bible knowledge does not equal spiritual, spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity, absolutely. It is so true. Yeah. Bible knowledge does not equal yeah. spiritual maturity. Yeah. And that might step on some people's toes. Yeah. But it is, it is so true. And, and so don't let that intimidate you. Um, the thing about, uh, about Scripture in, and, and getting into the Bible is it's got to change us. Yep. Head knowledge is really not, Im- not important. No, yeah. No, yeah. What is, what, is, what is God speaking to me? How is it going to transform my life and change my life? How is he calling me to live and treat others? And what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, exactly. And something else I want to know, if you're studying the Bible, so uh, kind of to reiterate a little of what we said, okay? First that we talked about was keep it small, okay? Right. Start small. So if you open up your Bible, we like to start in the New Testament with John, get an understanding of Jesus, okay? Start small. Take a verse. Second step, create and connect. Create and connect. Either create something or connect with the passage in a way that you see fit. The third thing that I wanted to say is um, you don't have to feel like uh, you're going to connect with God every single day. Oh, that is so true. Yes. You, people expect to come out of these and, and, and have this miraculous, amazing, oh, man, I just had the spiritual count. There exactly. are times that that will happen, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. For me, but there's a lot not, more times. Yeah, carry on. Your yeah, thought. but not for me. It's it's that those are rare occasions. Yeah. I love it when it happens. Yes, but it doesn't happen all the time. And I think that's part for me for someone that loves to blog and loves to write. Writer's block has become an issue with my time alone with God. Oh, really? Where I'm wanting to write something because that's how I connect best with God, but nothing's inspiring me. Like nothing's sticking out to me from the page. And we were watching a pastor this morning yeah. who said. I'm reading through First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles right now. Basically, all the books are are they did evil in the eyes of the Lord and God punished them. And yeah. after 20 days in a row of reading through First and Second Kings, it just becomes redundant. Right. And so, part of what we want to make sure you understand is God is not um, God is not valuing your relationship based on whether or not you have a breakthrough each oh, and every say day. Say that again. God is not determining the value of your relationship with Him dependent on whether or not you have a breakthrough with him. Absolutely. And I think that's so important. Yeah, I, I, and again, it, it goes back to it, this is something that we need to be doing. It, it's, it's healthy for our spiritual life. Yeah. But God is not grading you exactly. on how much you read, things like that. Again, yeah. it, it's, 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 I think the Scripture is there for our connection with him. Exactly. And, and that's the goal Yeah. to me. Exactly. And, and I love memorization. I love that idea. I love the concept of challenging yourself to memorize different verses and memorize different passages. The same pastor that we were talking about this morning, you know, made it known, you know, brought it back up that the Pharisees used to memorize the first five books of the Bible. Yeah, the whole That was their Jewish training. Right. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's great. But the heart of the message has to be there because you can have all the knowledge. So don't feel, remember, step number three, don't think that you have to connect with God and with with about every verse you read, right? Because you're not going no. to. There are some. There are some verses that were specific. Lamentations is a book about how God is push, punishing the Israelites. Right. Sure, you can take some truth out of that. That yeah, we, our actions have consequences. But that specific situation where 
the in Lamentations is never going to happen to the Israelites again. Right. Because that was at a certain time period. We may have consequences in our actions, but you might be like, what does that have to do with a pig in a china shop or whatever <laughs> that's called? <laughs> whatever the phrase that, is. That's a long story. That is a long story. We'll do another show on that sometime. Yeah, that, yes. Yeah. Um, another question. Oh, wait. Well, you have one more thought. Are you done with your three points or whatever it was? I had three, you're, yeah. You're, you're just making them up as you go, aren't I you? I am, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, very I'm good. I'm trying to simplify for all the people that are I don't know if this where thinking. you're going, but the one thing, especially for people who are, are new or newer to, hey, this is what I really want to do. I know I need to read Scripture. I want to get closer to God, is um, version app is, yes. is absolutely amazing. Tremendous. If you do not have the version app on your phone, you need to, you need to download it. I think it's... If you pull it's free up, pull up on Bible, Samsung, if you pull Apple. up Bible, it's it's it's, it's the it's number one by far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and in there are are Bible plans. Yes, that you can search thousands you know, of Bible thousands plans. Thousands of them. Yeah, you can search anxiety. You can search pride. You can search suffering, money. You can hope. suffering, hope, joy, how to pray. You name it. Everything. And, and there will be commentary, people breaking down verses, and then you can daily go, devotionals. Daily devotionals. I'm telling you, that is. To me, that is the number one place to start. And you version, what they do is they hit our number one so easily where they start simple. Most, yes. if not all of the devotionals that you will read on there, they take one or two verses. They'll write, it takes about a minute or two to read the devotionals. They'll give you a few questions to think about. It is so simple to spend 15 minutes just Absolutely. reading a, one daily devotional. Yeah, I, I read a devotional today, and and I, I and about it was about fishing, fishers of men. You know, yeah. being the God, and I tell you, it was powerful. I yeah. mean, there was some stuff there cool. I wrote down and said, "Oh, I got to remember this." You know, that'll preach. Yeah, and, and so uh, that to me, that's the number one place. U version, yeah, I love the U version Bible app, and that that's actually where we have three minutes left. So that's where I was going to transition okay, for good. us to end. Is okay. um, what are some tools and some things that help us? First one, U version Bible app. Y-O-U version, V-E-R-S-I-O-N. Type yeah. it in the App Store. It's amazing. It also has a desktop. And so if you're at work, um, maybe on a lunch break, and uh, you're not wanting to use your phone because it's smaller, uh, desktop. Yeah. Second one is a huge one where we reference a lot of our passages or even find is Bible Gateway. Absolutely. Um, Bible Gateway has a lot of commentaries, too. Yep. And they have different translations. Um Different, you know, verses, everything. You say translations. Let's go there really quickly. Yeah. Because some people get confused, you know, especially if, if maybe you haven't read for a while and and, and you think, you're thinking back to your childhood. For yeah. people like me, it's these and thous. And, yeah. And, the King you know, James the, Version. The old King James Version. Yeah. You know, if it was good enough for Jesus, it was good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> that type of thing. <laughs> Those type of things, which which are uh, I can't stand. No. And so, no, I can't read it. Yeah. So there's there's literally thousands of different translations. Right. Um, and... If you compare, like, one of them to the 25th down on the list, it'll look different. But for the most part, the most common ones are a few words different. Right. So my favorite translation to use is the NIV. Right. New International Version. New, new, yeah. Um, and, and, and mine, I, I love the New Living Translation. Yeah. It reads a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, when I, and, and I compare both of them. And another one that I read, matter of fact, um, this Sunday I'm actually going to have a few verses out of the Message Bible. Really? Because there's sometimes the message just... The way it breaks it down, it, works, it makes then. it so much easier. Now, yeah, uh, it, it's easier to read. I think the other two translations are probably better for actual study, if yeah. you will. But, but the message reads like a book, kind of. It, it or does, a pa- like yeah. an interpretation. Yeah. I, I, so. it's a it's a, a a great tool. Yeah. So we suggest probably the NIV or the NLT, the New Living Translation. If you're new to Christian, New Living Translation is probably the perfect translation for you. Um, the last thing that I want to share, a tool that has helped me, if you're more of a mature Christ follower, is Blue Letter, Letter Bible. Bible. That is an app. That is a desktop. You can find it on iPad, tablet, 
computer, the Blue Letter Bible will break down the Greek, the Hebrew. It'll break down commentaries. It'll break down every single word of every single verse. So if you're looking to deeper your your verse knowledge, your relationship right. of the if text. You, if you want to see, yeah, the Blue Letter Bible there, app is there's phenomenal. There's a lot of verse by verse things verse in Blue by Letter verse. Bible. We use it. Yeah. we use it to prepare for sermons all the time. Yeah, and I love it um, because what you can also do is you can pull up translation differences. Right. And so it'll show 25 different translations of the same verse on one screen. Yeah. And so it's so cool. Yeah. Um, so that stuff. that's a lot of information, okay? <laughs> we encourage you to go back and watch or listen on Spotify, iTunes. Um, but we're also excited to share um, our next steps. Pastor Kim right now is putting together her next devotional on how to study the Bible. Yeah. And so that's also going to be in video form. It's going to be a little bit simpler, um, some more basic stuff of how to study, and that'll also be on podcast as well. So thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Generationally speaking, new name, new logo, same weirdos. We are excited <laughs> to be here. We would love for you to join us this Sunday at 9 o'clock or 1030 because you are preaching. Yeah, I am. It's gonna be, we're actually going to be talking about the Word of God we and, are gonna be talking and about how important it is in our lives. And, and um, if you have any questions, not only can you just you know comment below, but you can also at any time um, just just uh, private message us. Yeah, send us we an would, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, private message. We would love to messenger. answer any questions or help you out in any way we possibly can. Yeah, we will point you to whatever direction you need to go.